It is. It's me. It's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler, and this is my Casino Combat Podcast. As always, I hope you know by now, we spell combat with a K here. Let's keep the legal team happy, and then we can get started. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary persons, children of all ages and persuasions who are of legal age, this podcast discusses gambling and casinos. Gambling is a morally questionable life choice. Do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay your bills. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not know the phone number for your local problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that phone number. We will make sure you have that phone number. Everything I'm going to share with you in this podcast is based in fact. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty. Minor items unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. Well, <laughs> that that is always a lot. Anyway, I am the Ramblin' Gambler, and this is episode 6 of my Casino Combat Podcast. This is the Bachelor Edition. First off, happy news. There is a new little lion in the Ramblin' Gambling Pride. Mrs. TRG and I uh, got to meet him a few weeks ago for the very first time. He's adorable. Don't at me. I'll fight you about this. So today, we are going to do a questions my sons ask segment, a casino combat core combat segment, and discuss leaving a casino. We will have a moment of casino wisdom. The rambling segment features me, you know, kind of like Jason Derulo riding solo. And finally, we will finish up in the VIP lounge with a story about card counting and Ben Affleck. Kind of sounds like business as usual, I think. So let's go. First up, questions my sons ask. What? What? I have three adult sons, and they probably hear more about gambling they really like about. If I was a golfer, they'd hear about golf. If I was a fisher, they'd hear about fish. I'm a casino gambler, they hear about casino gambling. And because they're smart young men and, and good sons, they, they ask questions, and I'm going to use their questions for this segment and probably keep that the name of the segment, but what I'm really looking forward to is answering your questions. So send them in, questions at casinocombat.com, and if those start rolling in, the segment's going to continue, and at some point in a few more weeks, if I'm not getting questions, then I'll realize this was a horrible idea, and I'll probably stop doing this. One of the questions my sons have asked is, uh, because they're getting to listen to this and they're getting to listen to some of it before all of you if their question was if, if you're trying to be so transparent and so honest and that's so important then why close with the statement that this is all true from a certain point of view and um, so here's the thing this makes me feel like a real failure as a parent um, I've, I've definitely done done something something wrong here because my sons my sons should have gotten the reference. And I'll be honest, when I finally told them what the what that, what that was a reference to, then they were a bit embarrassed and, and they realized they really should have understood it. I'm going to let you figure out what the reference is to, but I will address you know, the main question here, not the main comment. To understand this, you need to match the opening statements and the closing statements. Names have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Everything in this podcast is true from a certain point of view. I'm not changing anything that matters, anybody. I'm not doing that to you. I'm not hiding any techniques. I'm not hiding any outcomes. But I hope you know that in real life, so far, 
until this podcast blows up, no one really calls me TRG. I love that. That'd be great. I mean, I look forward to meeting you in a casino. And if I do, you are, as a listener, welcome to and encouraged to call me TRG. And, you know, I'll, I'll have a big head for weeks. I, I guarantee it. But, look, the walking Wikipedia, Trucker Mike, all real people. Gabriel, real people. Those relationships are real. And what I show you, and I show you them as they really are. But those are not their real names. That's... That's not what I'm doing here. Not what I'm about. I've changed their names to protect them. And whether they're guilty or innocent is for someone besides me to decide. Likewise, I'd like to be in the business of advertising casinos. But that hasn't happened yet. And so I'm not naming places. I'm not promoting places. And I like the anonymity of being able to give you my objective opinion. If I think sanitation is lousy, I'm going to tell you sanitation is lousy. If I think a reward system is bad, I'm going to tell you a reward system is bad. And on that topic, my youngest son thought that it was important that you at least know the reward systems. And and he convinced me that rather than being generic about that, I, I needed to be straight up with you on that. So that's what I'm doing. He thought it was important. He persuaded me that it was important. And, and so that's what we're doing on that front. So Caesar's Rewards my choice rewards you're welcome maybe hit me up with something i'm kidding they've done plenty for me you know that i've been documenting it for you so that's it everyone trying to protect my friends trying not to do treat free commercials and having fun with a movie reference that i thought would be obvious to everyone if you got it good for you if not i apologize but now you've been behind the curtain and know what's going on if you're ready Our next segment is Casino Combat Core Concepts. Okay, so everybody remembers the core concepts, right? Right, We all got this? No, somebody in the back has their hand up, says they don't have the core concepts. So let's do that. Let's make sure everybody has the core concepts because that's the most important part. And you in the back? You should go back and start at episode two and get up to speed on the core concepts. Learning a game with a minimal house advantage. Learning a betting strategy that includes both progressive and regressive concepts. Having a bankroll of money you can afford to lose and it has to be large enough for the bets that you're gonna make. Get a player's card from the casino. Have the discipline to win a set small amount and then leave or lose a small amount and leave. And in the end, we're trying to win the month. We're not trying to win the day and if in the end you lose the month, hopefully the comps and gifts make up for the small loss. Last episode, we talked about getting a player's card, as well as I gave you some insider information on points and benefits and how those things could all work. Today, we're going to look at the last of the core concepts, the discipline to win a set small amount of money and leave, or lose an even smaller amount of money and leave. And we actually talked about knowing when to leave a casino as part of casino number one all the way back in episode number one. This is a very easy concept to explain. It's not a tough technique to articulate, easy for me to say. It's almost obvious. It's very easy, folks, to plan in your car before you enter a casino and have an exit strategy in your head, and it's harder to do in practice. Learn from experience. So now you learn from my experience 
And this is going to test you as a gambler. Your ability to do this or not do this should inform whether you have the ability to successfully gamble for profit or other financial benefits and need experiences or if you're going to just have to keep paying the casino if you want the, the experiences and the gifts. Um, so let's dig in. Let's walk through a casino visit from the beginning to the end. Do this enough and you don't even think about most of it most of the time. But if you're new to this, I recommend mentally walking through these things as you approach the game. You know a game with a house minimum advantage. Ideally blackjack with basic strategy, but certainly, as I've shown you, Baccarat and the bank bet should also work just fine. I taught you how to play that all the way back in episode two, I think it was. If you didn't listen to it yet, why are you here? Go back, listen to it, and then the rest of the episodes and, and get caught up. Go ahead, we'll wait. Done? Okay, good. Welcome back. So you know how to play a proper game. You know a wagering system with progressive and regressive concepts because you listened to episode three. You have a correctly sized bankroll. Let's assume for today it's $450 and you're gonna play a $15 game. You have a player's card or you at least understand to stop and get a player's card at, at the rewards desk on, on your way into the, to the casino. So you start playing and you start winning. Maybe things get a little choppy, but overall you continue winning. You won over hundred bucks, this is easy. And now something happens in your thinking. Your brain starts saying, this is easy. TRG was wrong. I can keep this going. Now you're at 165. You're a winner in the casino and it's because you are smart. You did everything right because of this podcast. You can't lose. Your brain is lying to you, folks. And it's lying to you because you're human. It's not your brain. It's human nature. I go through it. Gabriel goes through it. I'm not sure the walking Wikipedia goes through it. He's so smart. He, he exits buildings better than anybody I know. He is very, very disciplined. And your brain, look, your brain's lying to you in a way that the casino counts on it lying to you. You feel this way at that moment, but you're going to feel horrible, really horrible, when you lose all that you've won and the entire 150 that you started with and you walk out the door and you're angry and you're ashamed. And how do I know that? Because I've been there and I've done that. I think that's why you're here, right? I've been there, I've done it, and I'm trying to help you not do it. I'm trying to shorten your process of learning this from two and a half decades down to six months, something like that. Why do you think leaving with a small predetermined profit is a core concept? Why did I put it in there? Because it matters. When you start thinking you are so smart because of what you have learned, apply this core concept the same way as everything else you've learned and leave. Or, at least, step away from the table. Cash up, color up your chips. Better yet, go out to your car. Or if you smoke cigarettes, go have a cigarette. Go get a bottle of water from a waitress and sit down someplace and drink your bottle of water. The point is, get your brain out of the gambling space. You'll be surprised how often that changes your feeling. Especially if you're just getting started, it's difficult to leave a casino a winner. If you're sitting in your car, you did it. You did something very difficult. If you decide to go back in, 
you're an adult. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not telling you I never have. But whatever casino you're at, odds are, short of a government shutdown, it's going to be open tomorrow, or the day after that, or next week. Come back and win some more again. Let's look at the opposite side of this, okay? You start playing, things don't go very well. You lose a few, win one, lose a few, win one or two. Nothing's really going your way. And you're watching the chips, and you're watching the chips, and you've only got 50 bucks left. You're two-thirds of the way into your buy-in. And again, your thinking is going to try to get in your way. You can fix this. You can get the money back. That's your money. Hey, I'm sorry, but no, it's not. You lost it. It's their money now. But you don't want to be a loser, and you don't want to leave a loser, and you want to win. And that's why you listen to that stupid podcast, and TRG's a liar, and this doesn't work. I'll just make a couple big bets, and I'll fix this. I know how to play. And if you follow that line of thinking, you will probably turn a small, manageable loss into a bigger loss. Maybe a really damaging one if you reach into that bankroll again. I'm not lying to you. Just walk away with the small loss. Again, at least leave the table and take a break. Make decisions with a clear head. If you decide to try another table with another full buy-in, that's fine. It's more than fine. That's why I told you three buy-ins. Don't make the choice in the heat of the moment. And especially if you're new to this, don't make the choice in the heat of the moment. You're probably not thinking the same way you'll think if you take a step back, get a little bit out of the gambling environment, and then replan. Who does this? I do this. Gabriel does this. I'm not so sure about Big Dan. He's kind of got his own methods, and he doesn't necessarily follow mine. But that's the idea, folks. Follow all the techniques, not just a couple of them, and figure you can throw the rest out the window. The flip side is, if you do throw some of my techniques out the window, and it works consistently, and you document that it works consistently, then hey, what I do at CasinoCombat.com, with a K, and let me know. Because this, I'm not Moses. I'm, I'm not chiseling this in stone and handing it down to you and telling you that you have to do this. What I am telling you is how I do it, and I'm telling you my results, and I'm being open and transparent about it, and you can make your own decisions. I assume if you, some of you are saying, wait, TRG, hold up, hold up, hold up. You've talked about winning a lot more than 150 in one sitting. So what's going on? Look, remember everyone, most of what I've taught you so far is being good at gambling 101. I mean, in episode three, I did teach you some 201 and 401 level material, but for the most part, this is the minimum basics for casino success. In, this, in the case of this core concept, try it with training wheels first. But I tell you what, I make you a promise. Come back next episode, and I will cover how to leave 201. Knowing me, I'll probably throw in 301 as well. Deal? Deal. Our next segment is A Moment of Casino Wisdom. Today we are going to discuss Casino Wisdom number 47 the house's biggest advantage. 
This one was kind of a revelation to me several years ago. It's kind of my knowledge and my experience leading to a question that creates a couple of actions. Part of these actions were created by Mrs. TRG all the way back in our second casino trip when we found the broken eight spot game. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. So here's the question. What is the house's, house's biggest advantage over the player? The house advantage built into every game? The fact that they control the lights and don't show you a clock so you lose track of time? The free drinks? No, no, and emphatically no. The house has two much bigger advantages. Compared to all players, the house has infinite time, and compared to almost all players, the house has infinite money. So infinite time and infinite money is the house's biggest advantage. Think about it. Only have an hour to gamble? The house is fine with that. They're open 24-7. Got the entire day? The house has another shift and another shift of dealers to replace the current shift. In the same way, do you know what happens if you win all the chips in the rack and you don't want to color any of them up? They'll just bring more chips. They've got plenty. They got them in safes in the back. They don't care. Do you have infinite time? You probably don't. You probably have friends and family and a job and a need to sleep no matter how many energy, energy drinks you put down. Do you have basically infinite money? I'm guessing you probably don't, but real talk. If your answer is, well, if yes, I have almost infinite money, then hit up TRG, because you need a casino coach on retainer. I'll be your Gabriel. You can call me any time of the day or night for coaching. <laughs> anyway, look, you don't have infinite time, and you don't have infinite money. So what are the actions that come out of recognizing this? One of those that is already part of our core concepts it's kind of why it's our core concept. Have the right size bankroll or don't gamble. Your bet size times 10 times 3. That is not infinite money. It's not clearly, obviously. But in combination with the other techniques, it provides protection. I talked in a previous episode about a trip to Las Vegas for three days and taking three days worth of money and budgeting each day. The idea is that the house couldn't beat me because I ran out of money before they did. Because if that happens, in most cases, a technique's been annoyed, ignored. Sorry about that. The time portion of this is more about making sure you have enough time to properly use these techniques. I always see people gambling on their lunch hour. And gambling on their lunch hour, to me, is absolutely not understanding what, what this concept is about. Unless your office is in the same building as the casino, and even if it is, even with a short walk, you've got like, what, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to gamble? And for a lot of you, maybe your executives, maybe your upper management, you, you can fudge that a little bit. That can be enough time for all these techniques to sort themselves out. But it puts a restriction on you. You're three units up, you lose two hands in a row. That's not unrecoverable. In fact, in most cases, that's a no big deal. That's a yawn. That's not even an event. It's fixable in so many ways. But if that happens and you're looking at your watch and you're thinking about your boss, that house infinite time is beating you. Not the game, not the house's advantage on the game, your time constraints. And all these th same things apply if you're just going to stop at the casino real quick for 45 minutes on your way to work. Any number of reasons this happens. 
I think you get the idea. Manage your bankroll and wager size choices so you don't run out of money before our techniques tell you it's time to leave. Let technique tell you when it's time to leave, not your schedule outside the casino. One of my favorite stories is a testament to Mrs. TRG. I hope you remember the story about our second casino trip and finding the broken casino game that we could exploit. Well, at some point that evening, we take a break and we're outside, we're grabbing some fresh air, we're watching the volcano at the Mirage explode because they just built it. It's well past midnight and we had been hitting the beers pretty hard. So I told Mrs. TRG that I was done. I, I could barely see and read the cards. And she grabs me by the shoulders and she says, you are not done. You are not leaving while you're winning. I don't care if you can see the cards. When we start winning, losing, sorry about that. When we start losing, then we leave. But until then, you keep playing. With basically no casino experience, my bride had discovered a long standard standing gambler truth. You don't walk out on a heater. You have infinite time. To her credit, through all these years of marriage, she has lived by those words. Anytime I've been late for something, if the reason was I was winning, you are never done while you're winning, her answer has always and immediately been, okay, that's fine then. The time I missed a child's confirmation meeting, she wanted to see and count the money, but once my excuse was verified, she never mentioned it again. I'm not even sure she remembers it. I understand that you are once again thinking, TRG, you just told me to leave after winning a set amount. I did, and that's the best place to start. But I also told you that in the next episode, I would teach you when to leave 201 and maybe when to leave 301. Trust me one more episode. I think it'll all make sense. For success, you need to walk before you can run. And what I'm telling you here is, particularly if you're just learning these techniques, even if you've had years in a casino, walk when the techniques tell you, and I'll teach you next week how to know whether to stay or whether to run out screaming. So that's casino wisdom number 47. The next segment is on rambling. I'm gonna do some traveling and I'm riding solo, folks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So this week, the lovely Mrs. TRG is spending some uh, quality time with the young lion, and I was a bachelor all week. And as the week's progressing, and I'm looking at things, I, uh, I hit Bubba up on Wednesday at Casino One. I hope you remember he's my host at the first casino that I've been using, and he was able to get me a room comp for Friday night. So, pack the car a little lighter than usual on Friday, and off I go. I've told you about this casino before, none of it's really changed. I'm used to it. It's business as usual at this point. Um, I finished the night up on Friday, up more than a day's pay. Nothing spectacular, but paid my expenses such as they were. 
uh, tips and what have you, a meal. And for whatever reason, I wake up really early on Saturday morning and I know I have some free slot play and a free bet at the, the nearby My Choice property. And so I decide rather than hang around and play another session here and then head home, I'll just drive over to Casino 2 and take advantage of the other free stuff. If you're wondering why I have free slot play, go back and listen to the previous episode. I explained it all there. I've talked about the idea of two or more casinos forming a casino cluster. I decided to take advantage of the one that I'd built almost a month ago. The free slot play turned out a nice profit. How could it not? I was using TRG slot strategy number one that we discussed as part of Casino Wisdom number 22 in episode three. And that is, of course, always play your free play. And that strategy tells you how to play your free play appropriately. My first run at the table went okay. Not great, but okay. And as I'm wrapping up and getting ready to leave, I stop at the kiosk just to kind of take a look at where my points stand. And I realize I'm just a few hundred points from the next tier in the My Choice system. Honestly, that tier doesn't have much to offer in terms of benefits, but you have to climb through tier two to get to tier three. And my goal is to get to tier three in My Choice and Caesars and my local casino by the end of the year with the focus on the first two. Folks, tier three is usually where the good stuff starts to happen. And whatever tier I earn this year, I'm gonna get to keep next year. And hopefully after the pandemic, then it really pays off. Old timers will tell you, never play for points. And from their point of view, they're correct. I say, use your brain. If you're close to another tier and the risk is small, you are a fool to walk away from the additional benefits benefits just because I don't play for points. I checked for reservations online. There are rooms available, but the price is more than I wanna pay like twice what I want to pay. And internally, I was being honest with myself. I was recognizing that having stepped away from the casino and and exited the building and headed to my car, what was going on in my head was, you're at a casino. You're going to go home and be all alone. You're going to be bored when you get home. You don't have that much to do. Internally, I really wanted to stay. This is not the perfect mental space for decision making. So I followed my own frequent advice and my own casino wisdom. I went all the way to the car, counted the money. I called the casino and asked for a casino host. I explained the situation, that I was willing to stay, but I would need the room rate cut in half if I was going to stay. And after some computer searches, the host asked if he couldn't cut it in half, but if he got under 100, was that going to be close enough? I told him I thought it would be, and he said, okay, look, I'll set everything up. Let me know if something changes. Otherwise, they're expecting you at the front desk. So my next step is reach out to an ally. And in this case, that ally has veto authority, so I call Mrs. TRG. I walk her through the whole thing, results from the night before, she knows how things have been going, and she says, sure, that's fine. So I spent another night. I ended up losing and spending my table winnings from earlier in the day, but not from the night before. So from a table point of view, basically I pushed. There was no change to my bankroll and I picked up the points that I needed and I bankrolled a little money from the slot play. From my point of view, the whole trip, very successful trip. Little more money, little more points, fun instead of sitting around in the house by myself. As always, our final segment is a trip to the VIP lounge. Oh! A little bit of the bubbly. 
Hey everybody, the lounge is open. Come on in, make yourselves at home. I think you know how this works. Adult beverages on the left, beer and wine at the back, artisanal pop. Sorry, I was told I'm saying that wrong based on the region of the country that I'm in. They're all available. In my mind today, we are in my favorite lounge in Atlantic City. And I wanna tell you a little bit about this lounge. It has 30 foot high ceilings, the windows run floor to ceiling, and they look out at the beach and the ocean and the boardwalk. It has this long, very cool wooden bar, and the seats right at the end all curve around. And not only do you have the ocean and the beach and the boardwalk, but you have this really cool metal and glass domed, another 30 foot um, ceiling above you. And John Thabar is a friend of mine, and he brings me my drinks for free. And even though I'm only there, a handful of times three four five times a year he always remembers my drink order and he always turns one of the tvs to what would be my local sports even though i live nowhere close to atlantic city so it's a wonderful place and do not get mrs trg started about bartender sandy's coffee drinks because if you think i ramble this is a topic she's going to chew your ear off for a while and it's well deserved sandy does a wonderful job she's a wonderful bartender and her coffee drinks according to Mrs. TRG, are amazing. But anyway, I promised you the Ben Affleck card counting story, and I'm gonna give you the Ben Affleck card counting story. And no, I didn't meet him, and no, I didn't see this one live. But it was informative for me, I hope it's informative for you. I read about this in uh, the, the Las Vegas Review Journal, and it illustrates how card counters are handled in, in modern Las Vegas. Uh, this took place about, I think, eight years ago. And that's significant because back in the day when the mob owned things, if they thought you were cheating, or even if you won too much, you probably got drugged into a back room and roughed up. And that continued even into a little bit after the mob owned things. But as the strip has gotten more and more and more corporate, that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. It happens kind of like this. It seems Mr. Aflac has been staying at the hotel and gambling for a while, and he's been winning and winning. At the time of this writing, what allegedly happened, because I'm just telling you what I recall of the, uh, the Review Journal reporting, an executive and a couple security uh, personnel come up to Mr. Affleck and they say, hey, we need to let you know um, your, your wagers are like exactly following the, the true count of the deck. And, and we'd rather not ask you to leave, Mr. Affleck. So they're doing him a courtesy. I assume it's because he's a celebrity and an important guest, but who knows? Benefit of the doubt. Maybe you and I get the same warning. So anyway, the casino executive sticks around, keeps the security guys with him, and a little bit later, he says, Mr. Affleck, your, your bets are still following the true count of the deck. Apparently, Mr. Affleck didn't get the hint. And a short time later, the same executive says, Mr. Affleck, I regret to inform you that you are no longer permitted to play blackjack at this casino ever. We hope you will enjoy the rest of the amenities that we have to offer. Your host is here. Would you like to enjoy dinner somewhere on the property? So there you have it. In modern Las Vegas, that's how a card counter gets handled. Admittedly, a celebrity card counter. And if it hadn't been a celebrity, it probably wouldn't have made the papers and we wouldn't even know about it. So. I appreciate having the information, Mr. Affleck. And if any of you know Mr. Affleck, would you please point him to this podcast so that he can win without counting cards? 
I mean, it's the least we can do. And tell him I loved him as Batman, even though a lot of people didn't. Before I wrap this up, next week in the VIP lounge, you've waited, you've wondered, the origin story of the Ramblin' Gambler. Look, folks, I know a whole bunch about casinos, and I'm trying to share as much as I know. And I'm trying to learn. And I'm trying to learn new things. So if you've got something to share, an idea, a concept, something you do that works, particularly if you've got a good crap system, send an email to what I do at casinocombat.com. If you've got questions, send them to questions at casinocombat.com. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget that we spell combat with a K. If you liked it, I'm honored. Thank you. Please like, subscribe, and share. If you did it, hit the dislike button. I appreciate the feedback. If you think this is horrible and awful and shouldn't ever be broadcast to anyone, anywhere, make sure your friends know that and make sure they hear how right you are and, and show this to them and, and tell them what a terrible thing I'm doing. My feelings won't be hurt. I've spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man.